Hi, this is Scott Galloway, NYU professor, best-selling author, serial entrepreneur, and the host of the PropG Markets podcast. For nearly two years, PropG Markets has brought listeners unfiltered analysis on high-flying stocks, burgeoning sectors, stupid acquisitions, and master of the universe CEOs. Starting May 20th, PropG Markets is launching a new feed with two episodes per week. What a thrill! The good news? I know how to get your rich. The answer... It's on Prop G Markets. Don't miss out. Listen and subscribe to Prop G Markets wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from Healthnetics. Do you have nagging aches and pains from your younger, more athletic days? Healthnetics CBD is a premium brand CBD that may help take care of aches and pains, as well as relieve anxiety and sleeplessness. Healthnetics products are all natural, THC-free, made in the USA, and undergo third-party lab testing to ensure quality and purity. All CBD is not the same. Order today with a money-back guarantee at healthnetics.com and use promo code SPORTS for 20% off. Three, two, one. You lucky, lucky people. A day early, you're getting the the UFC 246 episode of Eurobash, the greatest show on the continent. I can't believe how lucky you all are. Oh, they're lucky, aren't they? Lucky, lucky bunch ahead of uh, one of the biggest fights of the year. Did great way to kick off the year. It's, it's getting it's getting big. It's starting to feel big for me. Um, you know, I don't know if the rest of Ireland feels the same way as we do just yet. No. But I do have a feeling it's going to pick up a lot in over the I next. Agree. Uh, week, you know, because Connor is Connor, and at the end of the day, you know, he's done a couple of interviews so far, and they've blown the 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 kind of top off the whole, you know, in terms of Twitter and stuff. Everybody's talking, so it does feel like it's getting there. Um, Trend number one, a couple of the interviews. So that that says to me, you know, YouTube, everyone consumes their um, videos on YouTube these days as well. Pizza, you know that, and and, and having Connor up there and everything. Thought you, you know. were more of a Pornhub man yourself. <laughs> 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 But uh, you know when he's up there on a on number one, and you see Calvin up there, you see Roddy, you see everyone else that um, has been interviewed um, in the camp, and, and they're all trending. It says to me that people are, are showing a bit of an interest in this crap, and uh, I agree with you. I think this week's a big week to really sort of get the motors behind um, the pay per view, and people's uh, hype levels. Uh, I think are going to increase tenfold from yeah. what it is at the moment. Well, the thing is, right? Like, I mean, we'll we'll talk about it later. But I went into the street and I asked everybody about Connor. It's not like Connor's disappeared off the face of the earth. The the interest is still there. People are interested. And they know who he is. He, he's a he's a household name here. But I guess the support is not where it used to be, right? Yeah. No. Like, listen, and we've talked about this for a number of weeks on the show here. That you know, no matter what you say, no matter what sort of world you live in, and obviously a lot of the, our listeners here are in the U.S., a lot of the people won't understand what the perception is like here. It's very very different to what it is around the world, and especially obviously in the U.S. There's a very uh, distinct lack of interest in this fight here at the moment mm. amongst the general public, and I think you can understand why. You know, we've talked about this enough. We'll, um, we'll, we'll take it through. Just before we do the news, we'll, we'll basically set the table in that regard because mm. maybe there's been a lot of people listening to the podcast that haven't before over the last few weeks. So, um, you know, when Connor, you know, first came out, and we'll, we'll make this short and sweet for all of you uh, every week listeners, he was uh, pushed out by us as this is what it means to be Irish. Like he, when he was on top of his game, yeah. we were proud, so proud for him to represent us. And he became 
nearly the identity of Young Ireland out there doing what he wanted, be, like, you know, forging his own path in a sport we never knew of, you know, taking on the world, becoming a millionaire, all in a time of crippling reception, recession here. So it kind of, we, we pushed him up as this, this is what Ireland is. And then as he starts misbehaving and, you know, things happen outside of the cage, the people aren't just upset with him. They're upset with how it reflects on the, the nation yeah. nearly, you know what I mean? And I think that's that's really where the, the jilted kind of situation between Ireland and Connor is now. Yeah, the, the massive thing is, right, we never sort of had that type of character in mm. Ireland before, so brash. So used to the humble underdog yeah, yeah, status. Yeah, yeah. We, we'd never had it, and I think to have someone like that and to come across and do what he did and the manner in which he did it in that you know four or five-year spell was just sensational. And it changed the way we even think about sport maybe here to mm. a large degree. I always look at that maybe in the Roy Keane incident in Saipan back in 2002. And hugely polarising situations. Hugely polarising yeah. situations where it's just a total, you know, 180 to what the Irish sporting culture has been. But another thing, if you look in the streets, Pizzi, you don't see the guys, the kids, as, as often dressed, dressed up like, like Connor, like the three-piece suits and the mm. beard. It, that has sort of gone out of Irish, you know, To be fair, Connor's not even the wearing kids. the three-piece suits anymore. <laughs> well, that's it, but there's not a lot of uh, imitation or sort yeah. of idolisation of so Conor much, McGregor. It was rampant. It was me- mental. mental. Every Me- night you went out, you'd see guys. It's basically isolated to MMA now, whereas it used to be the broader culture. But look, we have loads to talk about. Let's hit up these uh, news headlines very quickly. Josh Emmett is out of his fight with Arnold Allen. Um, look, trying to get a word with Arnold. It was meant to be in rally, but look, as we said last week, I think we'd be happy to see that put back on the London card if, if Josh is able. Uh, Grundy v. Americani has been confirmed for UFC London. We reported that last week. Uh, uh, Americani reported, uh, first announced the, the fight via his sponsor, BetSafe. I wonder how the UFC feel about that. Um, <laughs> Tim Means v. Ramazan MEF is uh, set for U, uh, UFC Rio Rancho in February. Marco Madsen will face Austin Hubbard on March 7th at UFC 248. Big, big spot there for the Olympian. Jack Cartwright will have his first title defense against Manuel Bilic at Cage Warriors Manny on uh, March 7th as well. And what about this for a fight? Franz Malambo v. Ricky Bandejas, Charlie Ward v. Kyle Kurtz, and Beck Rawlings v. Ellen Callendow uh, are booked for Bellator Dublin. Um, yeah, so that's the headlines out of the way. But just just on them for a second, Franz Malambo v. Ricky Bandejas is ridiculous. Savage. Absolute cracking fight. Um, we saw what Ricky did, obviously, to James Gallagher. Um, Franz is, is sort of really sort of... Um, maybe we haven't seen well no hang on Franz has beaten Nathan Grayson yeah. and Dominic Wooding that was yeah I know yeah yeah but that's what I'm saying you know maybe he didn't start off his career the way we would have expected him to, but he's slowly grown into that and I think this is a potential fight of the night it's an absolute cracker and we, we've seen Ricky Bandages what he's capable of doing um, another young lad and I think it's, uh, it's it's one of those fights where you're just going Shit, I pay money alone to go to this Bellator. And fair play, we've, we've criticised Bellator with the matchmaking. This That's is a great a, it's, fight. It's a great fight. It's a cracking fight. And I'm liking some of the fights they're doing on this card. Yeah, I do agree with you, Em. And it's a huge opportunity for Franz. I mean, if Franz beats Ricky, and Ricky having beat James, he's off to the races. Yeah, and look, you, you mentioned there earlier about Franz. The one thing I'll say is Brave rushed him way too much. Because yeah. he had won the World Championship at Amateur, he was put in against guys that were way too experienced yeah. for him. And, and he still held his own. Yeah, with the champion. I mean, credit for him, yeah. And, uh, Unbelievable. Yeah, it's been a... Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. And, and I think maybe the lots of Bellator, the matchmakers, might be having a bit of a listen. <laughs> because they've put on some, some competitive matches and it's cool. It's good to see. It's, it's got me a lot more invested in the card. And I think a lot of the, you know, the, the sort of casual fans... Um, 
or sorry, uh, you know, the hardcore fans will respect that decision from, from Bellator as well to start putting fights on like this. Absolutely. Right. Let's um, have a look at the mood in Ireland. I guess the, the unique perspective we can bring to this is, is how people are feeling in Ireland. So this is the weekend before McGregor's return. He has not fought in uh, since his fight with Habib in 2018. And looking through the papers today, there's not an awful lot. Can we do the grumpy paper? Yeah. Oh, there we well, go. There we have them there. <laughs> looking through the papers, and we did, believe me, there's... Not an awful lot or absolutely anything I about McGregor's return. Um, look, one thing I'll say about this, right? The mainstream media in Ireland, calm down there, you're going to have Sorry, yeah. like gonna have a heart attack. <laughs> um, the mainstream media in this country never really warmed to MMA. They kind of missed the boat. And I felt it was nearly even reluctantly when they couldn't ignore Conor uh, after UFC Dublin. They started featuring him a lot more in their papers. Um, you know, and they were for world title fights. They were big, huge fights. Um, you know, there was tens of thousands of people going to, to to Vegas to see Connor. It's a different situation now, but like, I mean, has has Connor through his behavior nothing to do with what he's done in the octagon? But through his behavior, has they have as far as they concerned? Do you feel he, they've confirmed their beliefs? This is a barbaric sport. This yep. isn't a sport. This yep. is an entertainment-driven industry. I, like, I, I, that's what yep. I kind of feel the situation is. A hundred percent. I think they don't understand and you know we, we've been on the cusp a few times of getting things going and getting momentum behind things in, in the media here um, in, in certain places and I do believe that's the case you know because there is a gen- huge general interest in the sport across this country it's just not being reported on to meet um, the consumers um, demand for it. Because like they only see Connor. They don't because see the rest of, of it. Connor, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Because of, you know, the, obviously the you know the negative press and things that have happened there. It, he's tarnished the sport in this country to to a large extent. And I think if anyone wants to argue about that, come see me because um, it is actually a fact that that's been the case. And it, you know it is disappointing. But again, I just don't think the, you know the bosses and uh, they realise how much or how many other polarising figures there is. Uh, in this sport, in mixed martial arts, like if you guys like Reds, or we could the list could go on all day. Chris Fields, really respectful guys, uh, just totally different characters to Conor McGregor, and and his character has come across. And obviously, he was the first sort of main character that that we've seen that's really put the sport in the map here, and and he's taken the sport down with him to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with everything you're saying. But the, this is the thing, like. I felt like even at the height of his power, like the Mayweather fight, a fight that could have only been brokered by a man who was absolutely at the top of MMA, um, you know, I, I'd be dragged onto these radio shows all over Ireland to be the MMA side of it. And you'd be like, lads, can we not just have a chat about this? Yeah. Like, I mean, And they couldn't reconcile the fact that it was made for money, which was obvious to all of us. And they used to get annoyed when it came to picking the fight. And I'd be like, oh, Mayweather's going to win. And they'd be like, what? Yeah. I thought you were. I thought you were MMA. You're like, what are you talking about, man? Yeah, there's, just, there's a lot of disrespect um, <laughs> thrown our way at times as well. But like, I mean, how did they not even realize that this is going to be the biggest uh, trafficked fight it's nearly crazy. of all time? And they didn't even they they, they didn't even do anything with it's it. It's mental. It's, it's again like next week. You know, the traffic would be huge if if outlets were, were willing to take a chance and not even take a chance, willing to cover it because the, the hits are there. I think we've seen that, as I mentioned, on YouTube. And, um, yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, you go in and you do an interview. We've done you know, hundreds of radio interviews in Ireland now. And, and, and the one thing I always sort of get and I always sort of take from it is, you know, you're going in and, 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 and the host of the show said, oh, beforehand, oh, I don't really like MMA. And like, what's that got to do with it? Like, you know, they're, they're telling you their stance before you go on air with them. Dude, There's no need for it. It's just ridiculous. Dude, when, when Joe Carvalho died, I was yeah. brought into Game On and, and Hugh wasn't on and he was great. I love you, Cal. He had some other dude there and the man's just died and his opener is, I, I don't like that sport at all. 
That's what I always. Alright, we're yeah? gonna we're gonna a man's dead, and we're gonna talk well, about. This I don't thing. like GAA, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go in. I mean, but it's a very different you know situation. I mean? yeah, a man's I know, died, I know, hundred percent. I'm not saying that, but you know, you get that on a general basis. Even if if there isn't a tragic event like that as well, it just seems to be a general consensus uh, amongst um, what goes on here. So yeah, it's, it's very disappointing. I do feel as though the coverage is gonna pick up uh, at the end. Like they they can't they they can't overlook the fact that this is gonna be one of the most talked about events in the country, whether whether they like the guy or not. This is going to be one of the most talked about yeah. events next weekend in the country. Do you expect to see the papers by next weekend carry Connor on the back page and stuff like that? Or, or do you think it's going to be a bit more towards the middle, let's say? Towards the middle? Really, no, yeah? You no. don't think it gets back page? No, I don't think so. Is it Liverpool United next week? It is as well. Um, That's going to be tough to contest with, Ari. It is, but I just don't think um, people are willing, the media are willing to get behind him after the last sort of... 18 months, let's, let's just be honest about it. And, uh, I, I feel like they have to, though. This, like, the, towards the end of this week, like, the tabloids are 100% going to have yeah, to Yeah, I think down. the tabloids will. I, I, I can't see it you know, on, on, on the spreadsheets here. Um, broadsheets. Uh, broadsheets, Jesus Christ. <laughs> spreadsheets, fucking hell, I'm not an accountant. Uh, all right. <laughs> but, yeah, no I, no, I definitely think the tabloids will pick it up. But, um, no, I can't see it being on the broadsheets. And I think they have to, like, you know, it's, it's going to do clicks online for them as well. You know, and people are going to pick it up if they see Conor McGregor, regardless... What these guys say or not, the guy fucking sells, and that's the bottom line. Well, this is what I was going to say. Like, it, it may not be the biggest McGregor fight we've ever had in Ireland, but no. any McGregor fight is bigger than most events that can yeah. happen in Ireland. Like, of course I it, mean, of course way it bigger. Is. So, of course it is. <laughs> Man, it's just bizarre. I, I don't fucking know, and I, I don't know what's, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know if there's any more we can, we can really sort of say or, or do than we have over the last sort of, what, 10 years at this stage to, 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 to try and sort of guide the sport anymore into the mainstream because... It, oh, I pretty it, much it, wa- wash my hands of the Irish media. Like yeah, I and it's something that uh, yeah, I've pretty much done the same as well because Apart it's just so frustrating. <laughs> like, but uh, yeah, listen, let's just, um, let's just hope things change and let's hope that people give it a shot and give it a go this week here because it's, but it, it's just disappointing. It's frustrating not to see it. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I mean, I guess from the outside looking in, right, like when I'm talking to people in the US, people in England, people everywhere, even us, like, I mean, is this the Conor McGregor's redemption song? Like, is this the one, like, is this the win that will lay the foundation for his comeback, so to speak? Like, do you believe that this will be the first step in kind of rec- getting back to where he was? He may never get to where he was in terms of the, the height of his power, but... Can he win the people back, do you feel, with a victory here? With a win, yeah. Well, to a certain extent, yes. I think he will win a large percentage of maybe the casual fans back that were sort of um, with him before the whole Habib stuff went down um, last October. Um, I'm not so sure everyone, and I think that relates back to the media thing as well, what we're saying. If the coverage isn't going to be there, maybe the people aren't going to know about it. Do you know mm. what I mean? You go on your computer, you're obviously going to see it. But in terms of people are picking up, you know, the, the newspapers in the streets, maybe not. I don't think we'll ever see him back to that sort of full power of popularity that we've seen. Because I think Irish people are very, the country's so small here as well, people understand that once you're sort of damaged like that, it takes a lot more than maybe a win. It's a country Six. with a small town feel. It, it, exactly. <laughs> yeah. well, that, that's it. You know what I mean? So I think it's harder almost to win back the Irish fans than it will be the Americans. Americans love a winner. They love a good, you know, a redemption story. We're just so used to that shit that I yeah. don't think it sells with us anymore. And I think maybe that's, that's the reason why I'm not so positive that this will be the big redemption story. Well, I think it definitely, like, if, if he wins, I think, you know, it is step, step one to getting back to something. But, like, as you said, at the height of his power, 
I don't think Ireland had ever seen anything like that before. No. Like, I mean, so it's not like crazy to say, oh, he won't be back to being bigger than Jesus in Ireland. Like, it's just because that's what he was. Um, and I, I was as popular as Cristiano Ronaldo across the world. And I don't think that's, you know, you know he's massively popular in China, Japan, everywhere. If you take well, everything Cristiano into Ronaldo context. Cristiano Ronaldo going over to see him in Vegas, well, he knows go. it's going to bolster his stock to be around Connor. So, like, I mean, that, that is a huge gesture, I guess. Exactly, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I think we're far removed from that now. But a win will do more for him in America than it will for, for here in, uh, in Ireland, I feel. Yeah, I, I feel like they will... They will be willing to accept that he is back to being the guy he, he was a lot quicker than people yeah, no, were Yeah, no, I do. I, I, I think so. But before we move on, we should, um, we, we were on a conference call with uh, John Kavanagh last week, um, snuck in. It was for the, the UK papers, as far as I know. LPD got his head in there. But um, a lot of the things that we talked about last week, Noel, in terms of him being at the helm of the camp, um, you know, him saying that Connor, like we're basically moving out of his way. He did clarify those comments on this, and I think that's important because, you know, we were starving for information coming out of the camp. Oscar puts out the two interviews, yeah. and we're going over them with a fine tooth comb as we do. Um, John's kind of clarifies what he said there. It doesn't seem to be what everybody thought it was. To be fair, where they're just kind of there, and Connor's doing what he wants. But um, Con- he he talks about that. He also talked about. You know, I asked him about Connor's popularity in Ireland, and he said, personally, in person, he hasn't noticed any dwindling in popularity. Can you believe that? Like, I mean, <laughs> totally. Like, no, to- to- totally not. I, I can believe it. If I was with Connor, I'd imagine I wouldn't notice. Like, I'd say when you walk into a place with Connor, people are yeah. still mobbing him. But, he, but, but, you know, as far as we're, we're aware from what he said, you know, they, they weren't talking for quite some time. Mm. So I don't believe But that. that's nothing to do with his popularity. No, but I think, you know, obviously being removed from Connor, that he would have seen that. Oh, yeah, but he he didn't say that. He said, in person, I haven't noticed it. Could you believe that? I, I think I can, to be to honest. To a certain extent, yeah, if he's around Connor and stuff like that. And, yeah, obviously being around it, that, you know, you're obviously going to see the fans and everyone's going to be <laughs> jumping going mental, on Connor yeah. and going mental, as they always do. So. It must be weird being Connor in that situation, that because he could probably walk down Graven Street now and people would be all over him. And then, you know, when when he's not there, people are, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's, 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 it's fascinating. That's another fascinating element to this voice. Yeah. Is if it's going to fuck his head up, you know, in terms of, you know, if there is to be booze in Vegas when he comes out. It's, I can't it, imagine yeah, that. Yeah, but listen, man, you, ne- you never know. Like, you never know. And I think that there is, that adds more pressure on him, I think, to get a win. There's a lot of, yeah, a, a lot of pressure on Connor here. And, and people don't realise how big a part of his whole thing the Irish people are. I mean, without the, the UFC Dublin card, when he's like, looks like, you know, he's the saviour of Ireland, basically, because mm. everyone's losing their minds and it sells out in seconds and the loudest crowd ever for this guy. And, you know, now they don't like him. That's mental. Like, if you're if you're American looking in on that, it must be so strange. Like, yeah, I've just noticed that as well. He hasn't, you know, come out with the Irish sort of phrases and slangs and, and sayings as, as much as he normally has. Mm. So maybe he realizes that in his head that, that the support is, is gone wayward a little bit and he doesn't want to sort of tap down those lines. So that's, that's an interesting one to me and uh, another sort of dynamic and, you know, element to this. There's fight. so many it's subplots, so isn't it? It's mental. It's, it's mad. We could talk about this all fucking year, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, so let's get on to this conference call. Apologies for the feedback in the background. That was all Gareth A. Davies' fault. Um, you know, he, he just left his phone on the ground, walked off and came back <laughs> 10 minutes later and asked he, a few questions. He, he's unreal. He's a gangster. He um, but uh, look... I think this is some great stuff here from John. Uh, shed some light on some of the questions that we were asking last week. So, uh, yeah, have a listen and we'll be back in about 15 minutes or so. Hi, John. Thanks for your time this evening. Uh, well, it's 
nine in the morning. So you're very welcome. <laughs> uh, Connor said last year in an interview with ESPN that he felt he had to mend his relationship with you. Did you a feel the same, and b did you have to fix the relationship? Um. Yeah, I suppose we had drifted a bit. He had a he had he had a lot going on in his life with uh, his you know whiskey business and, and other things going on. And my gym is getting very busy with a lot of new fighters joining. Um, so that that was a kind of a natural thing that happened. But it's been uh, the last couple of months have been fantastic. I feel we're I feel we're tighter now than we've ever been. So it's, it's been good. Was there a specific point that you sat down and thrashed things out and said, right, the past is the past, let's, let's go again? Uh, it wasn't really bad. It was more, he, um, he just kept showing up. I, I, I kind of wondered, would he, would he be able to do the type of training required again? Because let's call it a spade a spade. He'd made a lot of money and it's hard to, uh, it's hard to go running when you wake up in silk underwear, as somebody once said. And um, he did. He just kept showing up. He kept training, pushing himself hard, and showing that not just talking about, but showing that he wanted to compete at a high level again. Chisanga, do you want to go next? Hi, cheers. Thank you. Hi, John. Thanks very much for taking the time this morning. It's appreciated. Hello. Hello. No problem. Okay. Uh, let me get started. Obviously, this fight is uh, taking place at 170 pounds, and ahead of it, many people are wondering how Connor's cardio and endurance is going to hold out. How has he been so far training with the extra weight, and are there any concerns at all that the extra weight could have a detrimental effect on him? Um, it sounds like there's a wrestling match going on in the background there. Um, yeah, like to be honest, I. I he, I think he has a bit more lean muscle now, but I don't know if there's a huge weight difference now between the last few times he's made 155. He's, he's woken up on weight, the battle is 70 pounds now for the last few days. And that is not an unusual number for him to be at 155. Um, he normally cut that last 15 pounds in the last 10 days or 12 days. So... Uh, maybe there's a little bit of extra muscle, but I don't think it's that noticeable. Um, but what I can tell you is that I've watched him do a lot of five-round bars, and um, he's barely breathing heavy by the end of it. Okay, and uh, in, in your recent interview with Oscar Willis of the, the Mac Life, you foresee the, the fight uh, finishing in the later round. That's what makes you think that. Um, yeah, I, think, I think my opinion on that is changing. What, 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 I, what I'd really say is that what, what I see this fight is going to be is a lot of people said about this fight where Eddie Alvarez is one of the most perfect fights they've seen of any MMA fight. It was just so correct. It was so technically correct. There was no wasted movements, no waste of technique, and that's what I see in this fight. And that could be short, that could be long. I don't think that part is as important. I think the tempo will be exactly as Connor said, and it will be a very... For people that are fans of MMA technique, it will be a fight that, we study, that will be studied for a long, long time because it will be beautiful. It will be perfect. Thanks, John. Uh, 
Yeah, thanks very much. And th- thanks very much, uh, John, for uh, answering a few of our questions today. I really appreciate it. Um, a lot has been made... Top of the morning, Pete. Exactly, yeah, for you anyway. But um, a, a lot has been uh, made of, of the McLeod interview, as, as Chisango mentioned with Oscar, and uh, you kind of saying that Connor's at the forefront of the camp, um, that he knows more about fighting than the rest of yeah, you guys combined. Yeah, I saw your tweets. I know, yes, yes. I saw your tweet. Your 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 concern is genuinely appreciated. Is is this normal for Connor? Like, I mean, is has he always been at the at the helm of these <laughs> things with game plans and stuff like that? Um, yeah, uh, I think it was a little bit misinterpreted what I said. Um, we've of course set out the um, the training schedule and what each day will be. Right. I mean, more Connor has an ability to see what shots are going to land better than me or better than anybody else I've ever seen. So if we can see what shots are going to land and, and communicate that to us, then we can make sure that those are part of the pad session, for example, that I can inform the sparring partners that these are some of the looks that we want to see. But it's not like every Monday he sends me the seven-day schedule and says, okay, on Wednesday we're going to run 7K and Thursday night I want, you know, it's... it's right. It's me and the team setting out the schedule, but I I more meant his fight IQ and being able to see what's going to win the Has fight. Has joined the conference. Right, right. I appreciate that, John. I'm just wondering as well, um, you know, from the, the height of, of Connor's career, like, I mean, he was nearly like the patron saint of Ireland. Like, it was like pure idolization across the board. <laughs> Like, I mean, it, like, it was always going to come down from them, but people are kind of making a big thing of the his popularity dwindling considerably in Ireland. Do you feel like a win against Cerrone will get him back on track with the people? Because like, we know winning is so important um, when it comes to the public perception on sports. I'd love, for, um, I'd love for people to spend a little bit of time like I do driving through town with Connor or having to call into a shop with Connor and being mobbed for selfies and people shaking his hand and congratulating him. So, yeah, I, I think people confuse sometimes Twitter life with real life. And people write some mean stuff on Twitter, but very, very few people are on Twitter. It's, it's when you're actually in real life and I'm going through Dublin and going through the airport and there's just crowds of people screaming and running up to us. So I'm not sure if I, I agree with that. Yeah, maybe there's going to be a couple of people on Twitter who will write something nice after he wins, but... I wouldn't hold my breath on that. So you haven't noticed any drop-off in the support since, say, the, the Habib fight in Ireland? When I'm physically with him, no. No, when I'm physically with him, no. I, all I just see is mobs of fans asking for pictures. Nice one, John. I appreciate that, mate. Great. Hi, sorry about that. Hi, John. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us this, uh, this morning. Hello, Joe. Hello. Um, I was just wondering if I could talk to you very quickly. I know you mentioned how the training camp's going. Uh, you elaborated on sort of the game plan uh, quote you, you said early in the week. But obviously, given how uh, the last two fights you've had the boxing match with, with Floyd, then you've had Khabib, who's obviously so ground-orientated, how refreshing has it been uh, going back to sort of looking at a, an opponent like Cerrone, who's so well-rounded in every aspect, would you say? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's probably going to be... Be more contested in the um, in the kickboxing area, and um, you know, obviously, that's Connor's strongest point. I'm not saying grappling is not a strong point, but could the, the striking as well as usually one of the fights. Um, yeah, that makes it a little bit more fun. <laughs> 
Excellent. And uh, obviously, you've used Lockhart and Lee um, to, to help Connor in, in terms of preparation and, and nutrition, etc. for so long now. I just wonder, with this move up to welterweight, uh, what is it? Is he eating more? Because he seems to be growing by the day. Every 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 time he puts something on Instagram, he seems to be bigger. Is he? Is it a case of just eating more and, and training harder? Or? Yeah, you know, this far out is obviously is you know, would be on fairly heavy calorie restrict. Well, lowering the amount of calories he can have, and that's not the case. Um, we've done so. Give you an example. This far out, we would normally be on fairly light single sessions per day. Yesterday, he did two heavy sessions, and one of those sessions was a full-on spar, which is incredibly unusual for this close to the fight. But I can't seem to tire the man out. He's got he's got boundless energy because he's zero calorie deficit, and and the uh, the guys from Lockhart they they know what they're doing about loading someone up on energy. So yes, there's a uh, it's a lot of fun not having to hide every piece of food in the house from you know. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks so much. <laughs> Can I ask you first of all, um, if you were to pick out one thing, what's the most important thing that we see from Connor in this return performance, win or lose? Obviously, winning is very important, but what's the most important thing that we see from Connor in this performance? In this performance, um, let me see. I think you'll see a more relaxed Connor in this performance. Somebody who's calm. Um, you know, if you rewatch the the Eddie Alvarez fight, you'll see someone very tactical, someone very calm. A hell of a lot of pressure, but done in a controlled manner, and that's that's what I'd like to see in this fight. Is there, is the, have you noticed since, I know that he's been with you training for a long time on and off, regardless of whether he's had actual prize fights uh, in the octagon or in the ring. Um, do you, can you talk to us about, you know, the hunger of a man who's extremely wealthy? Could you talk about the return of his hunger as a fighter um, and that you've seen that and that you felt that with him in this camp? Yeah, well, that that was certainly the point that was of most concern to me. If you'd have asked me this a year ago, um, is he going to be able to go back through the the grueling uh, fight uh, camp for a professional fight? Because there's one thing training for fun, and you know, I I imagine he'll want to do martial arts of some description for the rest of his life, and you train it a couple of times a week, and it's fun. But it's very different to the demands of training for a professional fight where it's twice a day and there's a lot more impact. And that's what I wondered would he still have. And he didn't tell me he did, and he didn't do a lot of interviews about it. He's actually been quite quiet the last six months. He just did it. He just showed up, and he took part of the team sessions, and he pushed himself very, very hard every time. Um, this training camp, I was actually just thinking about it. It sort of started last Easter. He did a boxing contest last Easter, and he's been pretty consistent since then. So you're talking, it's almost 10 months long, and in that time, almost no missed sessions. So it's been, um, it's been a year coming, and it's, he's, he's not talked about it. He's just shown it for a year that he has that hunger to train at this level. And, and finally, John, um, obviously... 
Vegas is uh, is a place of maybe maybe a, a few memories aren't perfect, but it it has great memories of Connor's rise to stardom, um, to his success as a fighter in mixed martial arts, to yourselves as a team. Um, is it great to be back there as a group going through it again? Are you actually all enjoying that as a process as well? Yeah, that, that, that's a huge part of it. And even in the last while, there's some of us that are involved in the training camps, we physically have different gyms now back in Dublin. And this is a chance for us all to kind of get back together and uh, reminisce on old times. And we're driving through the strip and remembering different, you know, we were at Ramsey Burger the other night. And that's a sort of a tradition we go to when we're in Vegas. It's been over a year and a half since we've been here. And well, about a year and a half since we've been here. So a lot, a lot of great memories in this town. And uh, it's good to catch up with some old friends. And um, it's, it's been a lot of fun, yeah. John, thank you very much. Look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you very much for your time. I'll see you then, brother. John, uh, this is PT again. Um, I'm just wondering as well, some, something you said on Not Twitter PT. the other day. Do you think this will break the, the pay-per-view record? Are you confident that we'll do that? Um, he just seems to break records everywhere he goes. But I'll, um, I'll, I'll, I'll dismiss my own advice and instead stay in my lane because <laughs> I'm not a promoter. I don't know. But, <laughs> but it almost becomes routine that whatever, it almost becomes routine that whatever the hell he does, he, he tends to break a record. So it wouldn't be that surprising to me if this one pops the, um, but uh, it doesn't affect my pay salary, PT, so I'll kind of shrug my shoulders and say, it'd be cool if it does, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Thanks, and John. And John. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, PT. And uh, it's Chisango again, John. And recently on Twitter and in your interview with the Mac Life, you said that you expect to see the best version of Connor we've ever seen. What in particular makes you yes. think that? Is it, in, is it an improvement in skill set or... Uh, a renewed yeah. focus and uh, change of mindset. What in particular has made you uh, come out with that statement? Um, it's 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 absolutely an improvement in skill set. Um, he's the best fighter technically that I've ever seen. It's, if you think about it, what 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 do you need to get better or something? Time. So he he's now physically training longer than he's ever trained in his life because we've had another year of training. So the technique has improved, and the mindset is re is returned to a state of being relaxed, um, enjoying it, being calm, and being prepared, and uh, and being ruthless as well. That side is certainly there. And um, so when you put all that together, I, that's why I'm fully expecting this one to be his, uh, the best fight he's ever had. Cheers, John. Thanks for the time. Hi, uh, John. Sorry, just to jump in there, um, if it's all right. It's Joe here again from TalkSport, very quickly from me, um, if that's okay. Sorry, uh, just to jump in there, like I said, um, I know obviously when Connor fights, the speculation about who he's going to potentially face next before even stepping in the octagon that goes off the charts, um, and he talked about, you know, what he wants to do. I just want to know, from your perspective, there's one fight I've heard, I've heard you talk about ever since, you know, it happened a, couple, a few years ago, Nate Diaz three is that still a, a fight you'd like to see somewhere down the line for Connor, potentially this year? Um, absolutely. Um, I, I'm 
I'm not going to lie. I'm a fan of Nate, fan of the Diaz brothers. And the two fights they had were, were fantastic. Were 1-1. One, one. So it, it seems it seems inevitable that those, uh, those paths are going to cross again. But let's see what happens. Brilliant. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Can we just get a quick prediction? Who's, who do you think is going to win between Tony and Khabib? Uh, if I had to put money, I would say Khabib by decision. Now, very interesting stuff from John. Um, great to be on that conference call with him with all those lovely, lovely journalists like Jasanga Malata and uh, Garrett A. Davies, my my spirit animal. Even though he ruined it. <laughs> he ruined it and he made Go it all at the same time. <laughs> He's a gas man. Um, right, so I'm just going to hit you with a few cool. of these uh, quotes so you can hear what he has to say. First of all, I'm just going to talk about something that was a big one with the Oscar interview is him saying that Connor looks better than ever. Now, he's doubled down on that sentiment in uh, here on the conference call. He says, uh, I think my opinion on that has changed. Uh, this was about it being in the later yeah. rounds. He said, what I would really say is that I see this fight. A lot of people said his fight with Eddie Alvarez was one of the most perfect fights they've ever seen. It was so technically correct. And that's what I see in this fight. And that that could be short or it could be long. The tempo will be exactly as Connor sets, and as and for fans of MMA, it will be a night that will be studied for a long time because it will be beautiful. It will be perfect. Is that like putting a lot of pressure on Connor? Yeah, yeah, because we don't know where he's at. That, that's the that's that's the fascinating thing. Another fascinating element because he's fought once in the octagon and in, in since the Eddie Alvarez fight since that fight. How many guys have we saw take a like a like a a gap off? Like even from like. From like from the Habib fight and come back and be that like resounding, just knock over like a an all like a, an all timer really in Donald Cerrone. Not many, yeah, like not many. It's, so uh, Cruz against Mizugaki, that's all I can. She's like he was out for a long time. Yeah, though, it's it's a tough one, and you know, I'd be more sort of you know if if you put everything together and you sort of think about, it, lucky that he had that Habib fight for me. If he if he hasn't had that fight and he's he's coming back now, uh, obviously that's all bullshit talk. But from me. But it would be a totally different sort of ball game. So I think, you know, him coming back in now, having that Habib fight, will maybe lit a bit of fire under his arse. Mm. And, and he'll want to go out and make a statement. And listen, you know, he probably was injured the toe. We heard all the, the rumours beforehand when he broke the, dislocated the toe, gone into the Habib fight. You know, maybe that was a, a massive issue. But clearly, Connor has been training for the last six, seven months. So but I'm I, asking, is he perfect? Do you anticipate him being perfect, as John says? No. Yeah, I can't do that. I really, you, you just can't. If he does, he it's is amazing. every bit as special as we yeah. have said in the past. You know what I mean? Yeah. And listen, his body looks great. You know, aesthetically, physically, he looks really, really big. Mm. He looks really ripped. ripped. He looks frustrated in his face and old though. He, he's he's sort of got old looking. I think in the last couple of years. So mm. maybe that shows you where he's at on a, a mental level, physical level. You know, he, he's he's a lot more serious. I think in the interviews we've seen, but perfect. I think it's a it's a very uh, it's an out there comment from Mister Kavanagh. Okay, here here's the clarification on the training camp. As I put it to him, a lot of people had been talking about this since it came out, and he said, uh, "I saw your tweet." <laughs> but I mean, what what else are we meant to do? Uh, but here here's what he said about the training camp, and I asked him to clarify, and I'm actually glad he did. Uh, we of course set out the training schedule, what each day will be. I meant more that Connor has an ability to see where shots are going to land better than me or anybody else I've ever seen. If he can see what shots are going to land and 
communicate to us, then we can make sure they're part of a pad session, for example, and that I can inform the sparring partners that these are some of the looks we want to see. It's not like every Monday he sends the seven day schedule and says on Wednesday we're gonna we're, we're going to run seven k on on Thursday night. It's me and the team setting out the schedule, but I meant it more in terms of fight IQ. Now that I understand, I think I think that's fair to say that Connor probably has better fight IQ than than anyone in Ireland. So you know that's 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 fair enough. But yeah, but I thought it came across when he said it originally with Oscar that you know in terms of oh it definitely you know, even, came across that way. It yeah. definitely came so across like. That way. Um, I can understand what he said there. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. You've read out. In but it seems like a very different IQ, answer, right? It does seem like a very different answer, and it, it, <laughs> uh, it's a tough one to work out. And I think we we talked about what Roddy had said and what John had said last week as well, and it was very conflicting even in that. So, yeah, I can understand what he means there, but um, I'm a little bit fucking flabbergasted again. I don't know what to say with, with some it, of this stuff. I think they, they, it's they, a big they, shift. It's a big shift. Maybe they're doing it on purpose. Maybe they want are us. They maybe me? they want us to fucking uh, think ten different are they things. Just, are they just listening to Eurobash and pissing themselves? Like, probably, yeah. <laughs> probably, it's, it's a fucking, it's a fucking clusterfuck. It is the whole last two weeks with these all these interviews. I like, I'm just, I'm sitting in bed at night going, Jesus, oh, what about this, that, that? Fucking hell, man. I, I yeah. I don't know. <laughs> here's the uh, golden. Here's the line on uh, popularity, which I talked about beforehand, and you can give me your reaction. Yeah. Then. Uh, I'd love for people to spend a little more time like I do driving through town with Connor or calling into a shop with Connor and being mobbed for selfies and people shaking his hands and cr- congratulating him. I think people confuse Twitter life with real life and believe stuff on Twitter. In real life, going through Dublin and the airport, there are crowds of people screaming and running up to us. Maybe a couple of people on Twitter who will write that if he wins, but I, I wouldn't hold my breath on that. I, I'd say when he's talking about who will write that if he wins, they'll be talking about his his you know his, his popularity dwindling in Ireland. Um it's it's an interesting way he's framed that, right? Because he didn't really answer the question in terms of has he noticed the drop in support on Twitter. He's said the positive things when he's out with Connor when he goes into a shop and on you know the nice side of Connor, and we've all seen it. And there is, let's oh, be yeah. honest, there oh, is yeah. there is a lot of things that Connor has done that have gone largely unnoticed. A lot of good things that he's done, you know, with mm. the children's charity, um, with the children's hospital, should I say? You know, he did the same in the US. Um, he's done lots of really really good things, but yeah, that's not answering the question. That's looking on the positive sides, what he's experienced when he's been with Connor. Connor's a very different person, I think, when he's away from the camp and away from John Cavanaugh. We've seen that time after time. That Connor's best behaviour is obviously when he's in camp, in the gym, yeah, in with SVG. And when he's outside of that, he's a very, very different person. Yeah, I mean, it was actually that answer that um, I actually, when he said that, I was like, People are gonna think I'm making this up. So that's when I went out to the street. Like that's when I was like, all yeah, right, we've yeah. got it, we've got to do this. Um like and I wanted to see as well. To be honest, I was like, maybe I do have it arse ways, but mm. uh, did you see that video, the video of me yeah, talking yeah, to no, people? Yeah, yeah, I watched I watched it there uh, this afternoon. And you know, it's interesting because you sort of it's given me a hope that people are gonna tune in and watch it, you know. And the reconciliation with the girl, I thought she was like yeah, I know he was fighting. Yeah, I might stay up and watch. Like, this, this, that is there. Yeah. It's about getting ac- across. And how it comes across is going to be the press conference next Wednesday. That's yeah, what I think. Yeah, I, I agree with you too. Like, I mean, but I, I do feel as though the thing I, I got from it was we're right in what we're saying. Like, the, the popularity has definitely gone down. 100%. I think the dogs in the street know that. But, <laughs> but the popularity has definitely gone down. He's still the most, probably the most famous uh, sportsman in Ireland. Easily. But I also got the feeling that for. 
at least 80% of the people I interviewed that there is that room for reconciliation. Like they, they are kind of saying, maybe you will, maybe you will get back into our good books. You know what I mean? But I don't think they're going to, th- as you said earlier, I don't think they're going to be as big as, uh, you know, he has ever been or anything like that. But I do feel as though he has room to get back into better graces. Yeah. I think, I think anyone does with a win. And I think it's going to be very important the way he conducts himself this week because you know, mm. I know, Habib press conference last time out when Horrific. there was no fans there. That was a horrific. That was that was bad, you know. And there was a lot of people after that. That was the first sort of I think we saw a negative push towards his name, his brand, where people were going, Jesus, maybe we don't really like. Probably this the bus thing though before yeah, that, right? Of course, I forgot about the bus. <laughs> I was even there in Brooklyn, like I was there fucking covering the fight. But yeah, that would have been the first one. Then the Habib thing. Um, uh, then obviously, it, before it that. Kicked, <laughs> all right, yeah, well, you know, it's been. Mark Goddard in the dark cage, the homophobic slur and brag. Okay, like there's been a lot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's you know th- that's what I mean in terms of. Um, you know, we don't forget, I think, as, as, as quick as... You've just even mentioned it there. You've just given a perfect example of that. So people in Ireland, well, I there's think... There's been a lot, man. There has. <laughs> there, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just, <laughs> just going, fuck. It's like, a, <laughs> shit, there fucking has been, really. So it is hard to forgive and forget. And I think we're such a small nation. News gets around quicker. Shit gets around faster. And both, like, I mean, rumours. like Spread I, like fucking wildfire. No, hang on. We, we this know country. this better than anyone. Yeah. Man, I can't tell you the amount of lies that I've, I've been told about oh, Connor. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not, not to say everything about him is a lie, but it's the six, amount of people, stories. like, I mean, at the height of his career, yeah. the stories people were telling me, like, oh, my God, I'd wake yeah. up on Sunday morning Crazy. and have about 50 different, like, stories that don't correspond with each other. They could have been all dotted around different parts yeah. of Ireland and people be like, that's yeah. actually happened. And you're like, it didn't, though. It's crazy. That's Ireland all over. Like uh, every uncle you have, a mate of mine. Oh, I know him. My dad's <laughs> sister's friends, mother. All this rubbish, man. It's it, it, he rescued a sheep from a field. He rescued, ours, it, he like, rescued a cat <laughs> from a burning fucking house. Like that sort of shit's going on, and, and uh, it's crazy in Ireland. I don't think you get that in the states, and I think that's why maybe we tend less to forgive here. And we're a nation of a fucking begrudgers. We've we've chips on our shoulders as well, and. I don't think we like to see people doing well at the best of times. But the one thing I'll tell you, and I always say this when Connor's fighting, you know, you maybe hate the guy, you know, you love the guy, but somehow, whatever happens in Ireland, people always end up fucking watching it and, and getting yeah. behind him. It's weird. It's, it is weird. But maybe this time it's, a, it's a, a trip too far. That's what I feel. But it's going to be very interesting. We may as well have a look at this card because um, we have not done that yet. Um, you know... There is not a heap of European interest on there. We have Alexi Olenek taking on Maurice Green. We have, um, towards the the opening of the car, we have Nazrat Hakparast and Drew Dober. And, of course, we have Askar Askarov and Tim Elliott, uh, a, a fight that I'm really, really excited about. But um, what's jumping out to you there, apart from the obvious? Yeah, I think, you know, you mentioned Tim Elliott and Askar <coughs> Askarov. Um, Tim, obviously, is a little bit of a, a purple patch since that... World title fight has been a bit up and down for him, but uh, very much looking forward to that. Um, you know, Davidson Figueroa, uh, he's getting a world title shot, obviously, against um, our good pal, uh, Megan O'Leary's good pal, um, Joey B. Joey B. So um, that's going to be an interesting one, really, really, really big t- Ascroft's coming off a draw, is that right? Yeah, and look, Tim Elliott's a top yeah. opposition. Like, I feel like he had a he had a tough first fight as well. I can't remember exactly who he fought, but um, 
it was uh, he, he's a real talent man he, he's an outrageous talent Askar Askarov so I yeah, think if, if he does get a win there it's gonna be huge for him you know right. I think he will struggle though the fact that he like he doesn't speak English he's actually deaf um, I don't know like you know how his communication is really at all it's a fantastic story is yeah, he? I, didn't, I actually didn't even realize he that. can't hear his corner when he's wow. fighting. Like it's it it's incredible. It really is. He's an incredible guy. Um, That's phenomenal. I didn't realize that. What did, did he sign language? I presume. Or I they, don't. I don't think he. I just don't think he really. They just totally. Yeah, just off you go. Like wow. And that I makes think, it even more impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an insane grappler. So. Holy shit. Yeah, no, he is. He's, he, I was impressed with him on, on his debut. Obviously, he was a draw. But I'm looking at, you know, some other fights. I think Macy Barber is a fascinating character. Yeah, I mean, um, it's all there for you her. You know, right? she's she's 21 years of age. She sells herself so well. She says the right things. I, we were chatting about the tweets she said to Roxanne Modafferi, who's obviously, you know, a pioneer of, of women's mixed martial arts. and. She put out that tweet of, 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 of Roxanne being real nice to her and then just totally fucking ruined her in the, in, in the response. But uh, And she made it public. So she oh, didn't think it was that big of a diss, to uh, be honest it was, it was It was sort of like, fuck you, I'm the future, as, as she said. But listen, this girl is, is, is going places. We saw her TKO of Jillian Robertson last time out. Um, you know, three on the bounce in the UFC since uh, her debut in, a, in Dana White's Contender Series when the UFC signed her. She says all the right things. She does all the right things. This is a lady you're going to watch for in one of the UFC's shallower um, female divisions. So, uh, you know, a big, big test against Roxanne Modafferi. I think this is a coming out party for her. I'm very, very yeah. excited for that. And I think another one, a female fighting to mention as well, Claudia Gadelli against Alexa Grasso. That's a really, really good fight in paper. I think Massive it's Grasso's time that. there. I think it's it's a great time for her to be yeah. fighting Gadelia. She hasn't had the best of it. Um, yeah, Claudia's been all over the place, man. She's jumped from gym to gym. She hasn't. She, she seems very unsettled. She's in a, not in a great place in her career. And I think Grasso was finally sort of getting to the grips of the UFC. And, and we saw that last time out when she fought. So, I, I'm 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 impressed with uh, with her, and I'm you know I've always been impressed. With her. I remember seeing her, watching her Invicta before she came through the UFC. She's she's a talent man. Uh, Sadiq Yusuf has a similar fight against yeah. Andre Feely as as Barbara has against Modafferi as far as far as I'm concerned. Feely's in a great great place though. Like I mean, it's it's the worst time to be fighting Andre Feely, but Sadiq Yusuf looks insane. Yeah, he's a killer. Um, as I said in the A side last week, he's been on my radar since he was 16. Um, when he was in there, Lloyd Irvin there in his gym when he had a, that group of lads. Um, living in that place, they had they had a reality TV show and everything. Um, he, he was insane though. Um, Nasra Hakparas. Yeah, sure. We've we've talked about Nasra for God knows long. Three fights on the bounce now. Savage. Um, you know, and I do fancy him against Drew Dober. I have to say, I really do. Um, I I really fancy him to to get a big win there. But um, you know, look, look, Anthony Pettis being on this card, I I can't help but keep my eyes keep on going to it every time, like. Was this supposed to be? Remember, you were talking about the it time. Was. was this supposed to be Anthony Pettis v Donald Cerrone this yeah. week, and then it just yeah, it was one hundred percent supposed to be um, Anthony Pettis. You know, Duke um, came out and said that you know th- this rematch was long overdue. It was going to happen about two weeks before the UFC came back to Team Pettis and said Donald is unavailable. So effectively, that's what Team uh, Pettis were told and, and Rufus Sport. The fight didn't happen. They shifted in a new opponent for him, put Donald Cerrone um, against Conor McGregor, and, and that's it. You have to feel sorry for for Pettis to a certain extent because Anthony was calling for Conor last summer as well. Mm. I did an interview with him. Um, he was so keen to get that fight against Conor McGregor. It didn't happen. And it's a fight we sort of talked about many a yeah. year ago as well that it would have been a It was the first super fight, fight he was looking for because then RDA took his title and then it became the RDA fight, you know? So, yeah, no, it's an interesting one. And, yeah, you've got to feel sorry for, for Anthony. And people are forgetting that he's on this card, man. And I always love that guy fighting. And I know we haven't 
seen the best of him in the last few years. Obviously, the, the, the Wonder Boy fight. So he's back down at lightweight. I like it. And I'm looking forward to that one as well. Should we go? I'm not buzzing for home v. Pennington. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to play out in the feet. Oh, yeah. You know, obviously, Raquel is a very underrated boxer, I feel. But you've got to go with Holly, man, and what Holly's able to do on her feet in terms of styles. Um, I think Holly's going to make a statement here, I really do. Um, it's a big, big fight for her as well. Do you think the criticism of the card is is rightful? Like, I feel like it's it's a bad time for the card to be happening after UFC 245 with so many title shots on it, so many, so many big names. Like, we had a, a few good pay-per-views back-to-back-to-back there, and now this obviously doesn't have a title fight on it, but it does have, of course, Conor yeah. McGregor on it. I think the strategy this year is going to change, and I think we're going to see more cards like this. I'm a little bit disappointed maybe that, um, you know, the likes of, um, I talked about, Sean O'Malley potentially being on this card. Maybe a few younger sort mm. of athletes. Obviously, Macy Barber's on. It's great. Askar Askarov as well, yeah. Askar Askarov. These See? are guys that, 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 that need um, promotional pushes, and I think they're the doing McGregor it right. spotlight, so to speak. Exactly, 100%. So I think we're going to see this year, and I think it's a, it, I like it to a certain way, because I think when we get like three, four title fights, we saw it a couple of years ago when they did like the UFC 200 card. I think there was like four title fights at the top, and they're actually looking for main events then going into the new year and it just gets a little bit all over the place so I think this is better I think you've um, the younger stars on the cards that you can promote and sell and the UFC always need to start progressing guys and putting them in the spotlight so for me I think it's a sign of things to come under this ESPN regime Is it fair to say this will be the most bought uh, pay-per-view since BT brought it in? Like I mean I don't think Connor yeah. and Habib wasn't wasn't it not? Connor Habib wasn't no I don't think I don't think so I was, I was over there so I, I, I can't really remember but I don't think it was no I think it was free to air on the subscription alone but uh, you're talking numbers um, yeah we Listen, won't get into numbers just yet but I in mean terms in terms of, of Europe yes that will be um, on BT's radar definitely um, you know I, I couldn't really understand I thought about this last week that they didn't put Diaz and, and Masvidal on the pay-per-view uh, here and then they had John Jones on against um, Santos on pay-per-views some weird, weird some weird like things going on there I don't really know where they're at but they're definitely taking advantage um, of the draw and the, the name that Conor McGregor is here to, to, to bump up their pay-per-view sales here in, uh, in the UK and Ireland I've wrote down a few uh, questions that uh, I wanted to ask us so we could, we could both discuss them I guess yeah. um, I think we've already touched on this one but do you think he will look as perfect as Kavanaugh is saying like that's that's just a bit hard for me to take like I'm even even Conor was kind of talking about Getting his sharpness back in that interview with Oscar, right? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously that's what he wants, is Connor to be perfect. But, you know, I think when you're looking at perfection, I don't think we're going to see a performance from Conor McGregor like that, that we saw against Eddie Alvarez in terms of going out there and just, you know, blowing the absolute doors off it. Because he's coming off a pretty lax performance mm. against Habib Nurmagomedov. You know, Eddie Alvarez was the last fight before that. So I just don't see where the turnarounds going to come into play here in terms of like his training camp and um, what he's going to be able to implement. You know, there's questions over the gas tank. There's just too many things that have gone on here for John Kavanagh to be looking for perfection. I think if he gets half perfection over what he's going on, he'll be a happy man. Oh, yeah. I, it's good to set that, but I don't think it's realistic. Right, so we know Dana has said he's going to get Habib if he wins here. Uh, Connor has been talking about Usman, guys like this. Um, you know, if he struggles... To win, even if he gets the win, but he doesn't make it look maybe as exceptional as we've seen him before. Do you think still think the UFC push him into that title picture because you know a Conor McGregor title fight is is big business? Yes, I think we're going to have problems here again. I think 
from the interview we watched last week with Oscar, and I said this last week to you when Kamara Usman's name was mentioned, there was a there was a, a gl- there was a glint. You saw that little smirk in Connor's face. Yeah, Connor has always outlined that he wants to be a three weight world champion. Yeah. I think the UFC will want to do the Habib rematch because obviously, financially, it makes a lot of, lot of sense but for them to do want that. to snub him? That's what I'm saying. I think we could get into this sort of back and forth now again for a long, long time. And potentially, you know, I think Conor might, might, might go this 170 route. I'm not so sure we're looking at Habib before the end of the year. I really believe that now. Uh, just from watching that interview last week, I think it might be on the back burner in Conor's mind. UFC's mind, they want to get it done in the, in the summer, and Habib's mind as well. Yeah, so um, yeah, I'm, I, I think Connor's going to go after this 170 pound title. I would not be surprised. Where would Cerrone, if it goes according to plan for McGregor and he gets the win, where would Cerrone rank in terms of the opponents he's beaten? Because that's something I feel like people are overlooking. This guy is not a walk in the park. He is not. He's certainly not a walk in the he's park. He's perfect. PT. He's a perfect matchup for Connor. Don't yeah. get me wrong. He is a perfect matchup. But he's it's certainly no walk not in a the walk park. in the park. And, but look, is he doesn't he, rate too highly for me in terms of who Connor's beaten. Because so of who, who, his, is he, who, who would you rate ahead of him? Well, I think you'd have Jose Aldo. No, Definitely. No problem. Probably Eddie Alvarez at the time in yeah. his career. Um, obviously not so now. You know, Eddie's gone through a little bit of um, up and down recently. But then you look at um, you know likes of Chad Mendes. Chad was was probably ahead of him. In I terms wouldn't. Of, I wouldn't rate Chad no? Mendes ahead of. Don well, Chad Sano. had only really lost to, to Aldo. Look what look what look what Joe's, look what uh, you know Cerrone's record in his last few coming off two losses. Um, you know, obviously he had those three wins and the bounce, then lost to Leon Edwards. He's been up and down, Donald. There's been no real consistency. He's you know jumped a couple of divisions as well. Um, you know, obviously you lightweight then up to, to welter for a stint, back down again, back up. Like he's not better than Max Holloway either, is he? Yeah, like it, he should be winning this fight if he wants to go out there, start this year, uh, and to talk about this season and all these fights. It's not about even getting a result here. It's about making a statement. It really is that simple. And I don't, I don't care what anyone says. That is the mindset. John's looking for perfection, as he says. Connor's has this glint in his eye. He, he seems refreshed, as we saw in the interview, the snippet with Ariel. He's focused, but, you know, can he implement it? That's the question I think everyone's looking to see here. Can he go out and re- replicate that form that where, where he was that star and that champion? It's going to be fucking interesting. Yeah, I do. I agree. Uh, do, do you feel as though, another question, do you feel as though um, he is going to do astronomical numbers here? Like, uh, 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 like the word on the street is that Nate and, Ma- uh, Nate and um, Jorge did about six, about 600k. You got to remember that the new thing has been put in place there with ESPN that's making it harder for people to get the pay-per-views because it's two walls, really. You have to yeah. be paying for your, your monthly subscription on ESPN plus two open the window to pay for the, the pay-per-view, basically, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, um, so, it, I mean, like, what, what would be huge here, would you say? I, you know, a million, I think, would be, you know, 1.1, 1. 1, you know, 1 million. Be crazy. I think that would be a good number uh, for the fight that it is as well. Like, I'm, as I said just there, I think I'm expecting Connor to win this fight. And I think... Maybe, you know, the, because of what's on offer there out for Connor in terms of opponents, this is obviously not the most attractive in terms of what the sort of um, casual fan would want to see. So I think that might hinder it a little bit, but I'm still expecting the people to tune in to see this whole oh, nar- yeah. narrative of Connor coming back and can he, um, you know, redeem himself from, from, from what's gone on. So it's going to be interesting. I think we're going to see a million. I think it will be ESPN, the ESPN uh, deal we're going to see, definitely. I do, I do thoroughly believe that. I think after Wednesday, that's when it's going to kick off. Do you expect him to fight three times in 2020? Yes. I do as well. Depending on, the, depending on the result. 
But if he wins, uh, expect him to win, yes. But when he was fighting, he was always fighting. Like, I mean, this is what people don't... Yeah. like. I mean, yeah, if he course. is taking this seriously, he should be fighting three times this year. Yeah. Basically. Oh, oh yeah. It, that's the way McGregor goes. Like. Without doubt, you know, we mentioned it earlier on. I would like to see this be a constant year of, like, two-week holiday at the end of this fight, depending <laughs> on how it goes, straight back in the gym. It'd be straight, great. It'd be great. Fight announced. And I think that's what he needs to do as well. People are maybe forgetting about this. You said it there, you know, he needs to be fighting, needs to be in the gym. If you're getting constant momentum, if he wants to go back in the public's minds, the public spotlight, do the right things, say the right things, have the, you know, laugh and spirit back, he needs to do this. It's not about just coming in and out. This fight was only announced six weeks ago as well. Mad. He needs to have a year of his face in the public spotlight for the right reasons. And the only way he does that is by going out, knocking out Donald Cerrone and saying good things at press conference and getting people invested again. Yeah, yeah. I will touch on that again later. But two, two final ones. Um, I'll answer these as well. Does he fight for a title in 2020? I'm going to say yes. Yes, I think he will fight for a title, whether it's the 155-pound title or the 170-pound title. Or a BMF, will. maybe. You know, yeah. you know they're going to whip that out for Conor. If, if Conor fights Masvidal at 100%, that, that belt is going to yeah, be Yeah, of course it will, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and um, does he... <laughs> Fuck the Here's the last one. Here's the last one. Does Sorry. he win a UFC title in 2020? <sighs> I don't know how he even... You, I don't think so. Uh, I don't know how he even Right now it's hard that. for me to say. It's hard for me to say yes now. It, it is, I think. But he, he is. He has shut our mouths before. So yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. But at the moment, no. I think we'll wait till, till Saturday to make an, a, a thorough statement on that. But no, at the moment. Um, I just wanted to mention it because we forgot to mention it during the show and it was meant to. Um, you know, initially after those those interviews came out, as we we uh, mentioned earlier with Oscar, you know, there's a lot of talk. There's a lot of like people nitpicking here and there. Um, and, and look. Oscar did a great job, I'm sure. Like, your first time interviewing Conor McGregor uh, straight after a training session in front of all his training partners is a is a is an awkward position to be put in. And Oscar, great job, yeah. Oscar certainly didn't seem like it was awkward for him. But um, I did notice, like, the clip that Ariel has put out with um, with Conor and he's sitting down. He seems a lot like the guy we used to know there, doesn't he? He seems like that. that's the calm, cool. The little joke about the flu, like that stood out to me a million miles. I was like, I was going to mention that to you because he, he goes on about, you know, oh, the respect for him, his family, his grandmother, and then has that little fucking joke, yeah, the yeah. little dig in there. And that's why I think we're going to see something, you know, turn yeah, its head at 180 it make, on it makes, Wednesday. It makes you feel like, you know, that, that it is there still. And, you know, the fact that he's joking, like he's nearly like, he, he can't believe that, uh, Ariel's even suggesting he could lose the fight. You know, you can yeah. see like it's not even like he's planned this. He's like, oh my god, are you serious? Yeah, are you serious? Yeah, but um, but that's what we need to see. Yeah, but this is what you were saying. You were saying he should have come out and explained to people how he's changed. Just what I keep on talking about Tyson Fury. My my face is purple saying it. It wasn't just that Tyson Fury came out and won a fight. He went on a press tour telling everybody how much he changed, explaining to them why he's changed, explaining to them all the things he does uh, to, to help himself, to how it's still a struggle, how he's still working on it. I think that was the one key component we were missing here instead of the, ahead of this fight after everything that's happened. Yeah, no, yeah. And I think, I think based on that little clip, what I'm looking at there, I'd say it was one of those conversations with Ariel where if he puts all his cards on the table here, which I expect he does, um, I feel like it's going to warm him to the public a lot more. Yeah, uh, I think we got that tone from the snippet that yeah, was put yeah. out, that it was way more relaxed, chill. The little joke was thrown in there. And I think a lot, you know, I think this interview sets up the week well in terms yes. of 
what Connor's going to do and say in the media, it could go tits up, it could go 180, it could, 360, who fucking knows what way it's going to go. I think this sets up the week nicely. The interest is going to be there from the get-go, and we'll see what Conor McGregor on, on the Wednesday. I'm intrigued about this press, press conference just to see what's said, what's asked, what his answers are like, how he uh, reacts to Donald. And I think there is going to be some some real sort of fireworks fireworks the press conference you expect animosity because he's being so nice in the build yes I think this is a psychological plan from Conor McGregor to oh Cowboy's watching this going oh oh, he's he's, he's not a bad dude and then boom flip on Wednesday and it's all going to fucking kick off I would not be surprised that. But I wouldn't be surprised if he wasted away and just that final face off and just goes ballistic like he usually does and it's like because Connor doesn't really... I feel like Connor can't really control himself when he's doing them final face-offs. Like, he's like a... Yeah. Like, ever since he's yeah. a kid, he was doing this. Like, yeah. It's just like he switches out, like... The Dave Hill fight was... Remember that one? Yeah. He's just gone bonkers at that. So, I would not be surprised. Uh, I think the whole week is, is, is intriguing, but... Um, I think I just think I just have this feeling, man, that we're going to see some fucking mental on Wednesday. And I just really want to say, um, you know, if you hear Ariel using colloquial... Irish Dublin slang. slang this is his teacher. I am his teacher. <laughs> Don't let any of those other guys, these fighters go, oh yeah, we talk. No, it's always me. <laughs> and maybe you might hear some. I don't know. I don't know anything. But um, I thought it would be uh, nice to finish off, Noel, to, uh, I'm, I'm very sad that you won't be in Vegas uh, this time. We haven't been in Vegas it's together since 2016. Is say. that long? It's probably for the better of MMA fighting's coverage on the week, but I mean, it's been a long time. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm disappointed, you know, things, di- things didn't work out the way I would have liked to uh, over the last year, and uh, just in certain uh, aspects of my MMA coverage, so, yeah, listen, I'm not there, I'm just have to take it on the chin, I'll be pissed off during the week, but uh, I'm sure you'll have a fucking drink for me at some point, at some I'm point. A, I haven't had a drink in January, I don't well, know, I'm going to try and stay squeaky clean I think over you're there. lying. I haven't, no, I have a few no. last week. No, I haven't had anything. Mm. I'd be very, very good the last team, month and a bit. Like I have. Yeah. Now I made shy to myself over the Christmas as I said earlier. Like yeah. I didn't either. Like I, I drank for both of us in Ireland. Yeah, both of us over. Man, I've a bone to pick actually with you. you what is it, Welsher? What did I do? Um, you and that little fucking blonde-haired git, Jose Young's having a little pop at me on fucking. <laughs> Yeah, he's always. What did we say? He's, we're fucking bitching about me a little bit. I don't, man. He's I hear not bitching when you're saying in public. I hear everything. Um, Thanks for supporting thanks. the show. Thank you. Yeah, fuck you. Uh, nah, Look, listen, man, I can uh, autograph a message your laptop for, for if you Jose. Want. Oh, Jose can just shut his shut his mouth because he's he's calling out too many people, right? It's gonna he's gonna get bet in Vegas. Oh, he's gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna kill him. He, when thinks, I see him. he thinks I'm friends with him. I'm gonna smash his face in as soon Thank as I see you. him. At least we're sticking together on this. Maybe not the face because he is very good looking. Actually, I'll just destroy his body. <laughs> <laughs> nah, destroy his face. He is too pretty. <laughs> it's, it's, it'd be like it would be like desecrating the Mona Lisa. Or listen, something. here's a message for you, Mister Youngs. Watch your fucking self. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll know if he listens to the show now because this is at the very end. Oh, bury that guy. <laughs> He's in trouble. Can now. I be special guest referee? I think him and Mike Baum are having a bit of beef on Twitter. Well, you've, I'm telling you, I, I need. I, I just have been on Twitter now much as we can because we've been in, in here, but. Just watch yourself, son. You're, you're digging a hole. I'm going to Tito Ortiz here. Boom. Straight in that. Or oh, I could be like special guest referee yeah. and, and pretend to be Jose's friend. Oh, and then, then just at the last second, pick up a chair and smash him across yeah. the back. But get a baseball bat with barbed wire wrapped around it. Uh, wrap it off. I he's never, a wrestling fan, isn't he? I never he's, leave he's home without it. I never leave home without <laughs> it. <laughs> Cheeky little fucker. I can't believe it. But, um, you know, is like I mean, it, do, it doesn't feel like, you know, w- the thousands are sailing over to Vegas to watch this fight. Like, you know, like it was our... It was... Connor Mendez, Aldo, even Diaz, to lesser yeah. extent, they were our Italian ninety. Like they, that was oh, our yeah. generation sport and moments. Yeah. Um, 
So it's like yeah, the feeling, you know. It's hard when you go over. I'm sure, like you were a Habib, mm. and it isn't the same as that. But you also don't want to be like throwing water on, on on the fact that it is a huge event by going like, oh, not the same amount of guys here, right? Yeah, I just think you know. I think the difference from the Mendes fight to, to maybe the Habib fight, Connor became so far removed from society, from the people. He no longer belongs to the Irish, he belongs to the world. To the world, yeah. And, and I think when you become that famous, you know, you, you can't really go out as much. Maybe people see you in a different light, which clearly they do with Connor. And I think the Mendez fight was, was, was that sort of transitional point where he was one of the people to becoming a world massive star. And a maybe global the, commodity, maybe, yeah. Maybe yeah. that's where the, the separation became between... It's, it's like a you know, soccer player like Cristiano Ronaldo or something, you know, you have people going to games every week you know Cristiano's getting fucking 200 grand a week maybe he's not he's not paying your fucking you know mortgage for mm-hmm. your gaff it's that sort of thing but um, yeah you know I don't think you'll ever top the Chaz Mendes fight that was a special special time for Irish mixed martial arts uh, and Irish sport in Irish sport it was it was unbelievable and, and, and it's, it's hard to replicate those feelings and I don't think we'll ever really replicate those feelings because it was a uh, it was probably the most special event I ever covered in my life. Was one eight nine? Yeah, you'll probably say the same as well. That and the UFC Dublin one. That was the first one. Yeah, I bet the first one with Connor incredible. on it. Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, yeah. New I York was cool as well. Yeah, it was deadly. Um, I'd love to go back there. But last one. Um, we'll end on a cliche. Let's do the predictions. Final okay. prediction for that main event, Noel. I think Connor's. Uh, you know, I, I just think if we look at the sort of the way you can you can beat Donald Cerrone I look at the you know I've said it before the Darren Till sort of um, game plan you know close him down don't let him get space he's always struggled with guys that, that come in his face it's just uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know he's he's always sort of uh, struggle with guys who, who forward pressure and, and cut down those angles so I expect Connor to be able to hunt him down and, and land that left at some point and that's interesting as well PT that uh you know, they obviously breaking the hand as well. I don't know if that's going to have a much of an impact. Oh shit! Yeah, you know that. There's so many, there's so many different on. things going on that <laughs> it's going to be intriguing to see when he lands that left for the first time how Donald reacts. But I expect Connor to get him out of there within three rounds. I don't see it going outside four or five, which John said a couple of weeks ago. Uh, unless Connor wants to toy with him if he's that confident, but I but I don't think he not, would I want would to do that with Cowboy <laughs> Cerrone. And uh, I think Cowboy wins this fight. The only way he wins the fight is getting the fight to the ground, and looking so for submission. I don't see it. Seven to one on Paddy Power. But um yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, second round, uh Conor McGregor is is what I'm going for. I think it'll be early in the second round. I think he'll do most of the damage yeah, in the first and then as well, yeah. done into We're green. We're green. I'm done. Yeah, this is I a bad omen. This is a bad omen. It is a bad omen. So, uh, well, listen, Jesus, don't be saying that now. Someone gets sick this week and the fight's bloody called off. That would be a fucking nightmare. But stranger things have happened, I suppose, if, if, if you look at uh, Habib and Tony. But uh, let's not even go there. Jeez, I'm cursing everything now. Like, I, I right, yeah, just stay, you got to stay away from that. But um, look, yeah, so I guess I'll see you in two weeks. It won't be because we, we'll have to do a, a kind of a variation of the bash next week because I won't even be home until it yeah. goes out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Have a fun one, motherfuckers, and I'm, uh, you know, enjoy the card, and uh, I hope you have a great time in Vegas. Buy me something. All right. Uh, Send me back a burger in the post. <laughs> fucking man, I'd love it at Johnny Rockets or something like that. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm getting home on Tuesday and going to Amsterdam on, on Wednesday. What are you doing in Amsterdam, Pete? Going away with Elaine. Ooh, what are you doing in Amsterdam? Just you know what I mean. I have beautiful cities. For a long time, yeah. Like for a long time, I, I think that I wanted to get involved in the sex trade. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to rent myself a little window. You and Josie. And uh, wax me back <laughs> and see if I can make back the oh money I spent in Vegas. Jesus Christ. Well, oh, that's it, guys. be a lot of people sick after that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Including myself. Get a ball, man. I'm looking forward to your coverage. Anyway, it should be a fun one. All right. Love you as loud. See you soon.